0: All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Time Out with Doc and Caveman. You are here with Dr. Fantasy, and as always, my co host, The Fantasy Caveman. Keep on rolling here with our NBA prospect profiles. Today, we are focusing on Jalen Johnson, who was a freshman last season from Duke. 6'9, 220 pounds with a 6'11 wingspan. As a freshman, he averaged 11.2 points, 6.1 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.2 blocks. And then from his percentages, 44.4% from three-point range, 52.3% from the field as a whole, and then 63% from the free throw line. Caveman, what's your fun fact on Jalen Johnson? I have high
1: expectations. You said this was a good one. It was. It is my favorite one of this. So, his favorite pre-game meal slash snack is chicken and chocolate chip granola bars. Like together. That if if he's having a meal, it's chi- if he, if it depends on what he's in the mood for, I guess. Okay, but all right. That's his favorite okay. meal is chicken. His favorite snack is chocolate chip granola bars. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be very key at the next level. (laughs) 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 Got to get your
0: protein in if you want to build your strength. So, yep. Hey,
1: I love me some chocolate chip granola (laughs) bars.
0: Okay, so you guys are the
1: same person. Anyways, getting to uh, uh, talking about him as a player. Uh, One of the things that I, and I'm sure this is something that you're going to love about him. His position versatility is. Mm-hmm. He's going to have the ability to defend multiple positions at the next level. And I mean, when he says he has a 6'11 wingspan and he has two. So he has, sure, he could add a little bit of strength. I don't really think that's that much of a weakness, but he, he'll be able to play some small ball five at the next level, especially since, you know, a lot of teams run some sort of small ball every game now. So he's definitely going to be able to to do some of that. He's very, he has a very high IQ in transition. Uh, he knows when to take it to the hole and he knows when to pass in transition. Uh, not everybody, you, I see a lot of guys uh, coming out that, Aren't really willing to make the pass in transition. They just kind of, you know, unless they're a point guard, they try to just take it to the hole. Uh, but he's a very willing passer in transition. I think a lot of that. I think part of that's due to being at Duke. Uh, we we talked about Kentucky uh, with the previous uh, prospects, but Duke is a uh, Duke's Duke players are are known for their high basketball IQ coming from Coach K's uh, system, which is sad. It's sad to see Coach K won't be coaching college basketball anymore. Uh, kind of going to be interesting to see how Duke does as a program as far as recruiting goes and how, <laughs> as far as how guys are coming out out of Duke, but that's a conversation for another uh, time, but. Uh, finally before I kick it over to you, a uh, terrific passer in traffic. Uh he he doesn't he makes the right play when he's surrounded or when he's swarmed uh in traffic. And I see you see a lot of prospects that try to like force the ball up or just make bad passes. But he really knows how to handle himself when he's uh congested in traffic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he's a really modern player. And what I mean by that is, you know, we don't say it a lot, but it's said a lot for people around basketball. He's a point forward to me. (laughs) He's a great passer with great length and great size. And, you know, similar to, you know, LeBron's kind of popularized that. And I'm not saying he's LeBron. I'm just saying that that point for, yeah,
1: that's not
0: my player comparison. I can assure you of that. But he uh, similar to that point forward style, you know, he's got great length and great size, but he's a tremendous playmaker and he's going to end up being a second point guard to whatever team he ends up on. Um, you know, if he ends up being a starter to that level, he'll be almost like a, a large point guard similar to what we've seen with Ben Simmons as well. Um, and, Simmons. I mean, I don't think that's a bad comparison, honestly, but we'll get to that. Um, he's a great rebounder as well for his size. He, and that's one of yep. the things that I like about him. you mentioned him being a versatile defender and as much as maybe offensively, you want to see a little more from him he is doing everything right in terms of the little things that make uh, that win you games. He's a great passer. He's a great defender. He's a great rebounder. So he does little things that make him a very valuable asset. And that's one of the reasons that I do like him more than these other point forwards. Similar to, we talked about Zaire Williams, who I didn't like before. But I think the biggest difference is Jalen Johnson is much more refined as a rebounder, a passer, a defender. And, you know, at the worst case scenario, maybe he doesn't develop offensively. And I can see Jalen Johnson at least being a very nice rotational player player off the bench who can start games for you if a starter goes down and I just think it's because he does little things right and uh, that's will he become a superstar I'm not 100 percent sold on that but I do think that he has enough skills to where he can make it in the NBA similar to where I'll be honest in saying I don't know if Zyra Williams can have a really long career and I guess that this episode is just me bashing Zaire Williams, but, um, this is t- Jalen Johnson. We're talking about. watch Zaire Williams become a hall of fame player, but, uh, whatever, I'm not afraid to throw my opinions out there. So, uh, I'll talk about weaknesses too. He does turn over the ball a lot, which can be mm-hmm. a concern when you are a point forward, you have the ball in your hands a lot. You're expected to be smart with the ball, and I think that's something he's going to have to improve on. That's one thing I always worry about with players like this, because the speed of the game just is exponentially more than the college level. So I worry about players like that being able to fix an issue like that. So realistically, he's probably going to turn over the ball a little too much in the NBA. Um, His shooting is inconsistent. Like, you yeah. saw games, and I when I was looking at his box score, somebody pointed it out, and then I looked at his box scores. There was one game where he hit, like, 6 of 7 from 3-point range, and then he went, like, 0 for 7 the next game. I mean, that's inconsistency uh, at its finest right there, So or at worst, really. So he uh, he's inconsistent, but he still shot 44% from 3. So I think he has the fundamentals to do it. It's just if he can become more consistent doing it um and then lastly you know i'm gonna mention it but there's been a lot of rumblings that his attitude is not ideal Um, and i'm sorry that matters i mean there's i've always said where there's smoke there's fire with things like that and i think it's hard to be a leader and a all-star caliber player if you have trouble meshing with your teammates they said he's not always a team player and i'm that's just not the way that I roll. Maybe that's the way that the NBA is now, but I don't love players like that. And it's one of those things that does make you think that, okay, is he going to work on being the best teammate possible in order to have his team win? I think that's to be questioned right now. And if there's any questions surrounding that, I think it's a concern.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a val it's a valid concern. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you mentioned the turnovers, very concerning. With at two and a half a game, and so about that. So, a turnover percentage that equated to twenty point six percent turnover percentage. That was higher than Trey Young, who was at eighteen point two, and Ben Simmons, who was at seventeen point four. That's just higher. That just makes it that much more concerning. Is that he has a higher turnover percentage than Trey Young? Mm-hmm. That's that that that's a that's a real problem. Uh, he's really gonna have to address that. And I actually, he shot forty four percent, but he didn't really take that many threes.
0: And if you look at
1: his three, free throw percentage at only sixty three percent, that's gonna have mm-hmm. to be addressed. He's gonna have to up that free throw percentage a bit with how much he has the ball in the hands and how much he's going to be drawing contact. He's really going to have to improve that, uh, free throw percentage as well. Yep. That's definitely a very good point. Uh,
0: let's go to ideal fits then. Uh, let's see. I had, I feel like Oklahoma city has so many picks that they're going to come up in almost every single one, but if he did slip (laughs) to their second pick, I do think that's a, he's a player with a lot of upside. And like I said, I like the little things that he does right. And if he's able to become a more consistent offensive threat, then I do think that he can become an all-star caliber player. So, you know, I think that's a guy, if he falls to 16, the Thunder needs superstars. They need all-star caliber players during this rebuild. They can't just keep, I think a lot of the players they've drafted thus far are very safe guys. I think guys like Lugnitz, Dort, Theo Maladon, I think they're going to be great rotational players, but they need star power still. So this is a guy that has that kind of potential. So I think he'd fit in there. Um, I also had Sacramento, because I think that they're in the need for, uh, they have the need for some wing players. And then I have Orlando again. I've seen him go to Orlando in several mocks and once again they're just void of talent and it's possible when they're on the clock at number 8 that he could be the most talented player with the most upside available so uh, you know uh, continuing that rebuild that's what they're going to need so i think that that makes sense as well
1: yeah th- those are a couple good ones and i feel Oklahoma City at this point is almost feels like a cop out to say oh he should go to yeah. oklahoma City. <laughs> But that's the reality. Like it could yep. be you could say it's a couple, but that's really the reality is Oklahoma almost every prospect, no matter what position they play, would be a fit with Oklahoma City. Uh so I like Oklahoma City. Uh I like the Bulls as well for similar reasons. I'm okay. not entirely sure where the Bulls pick in this draft. Uh but if it's a situation where he could end up with the Bulls, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind that spot either.
0: Yeah, and the, the Bulls that'll be tough for them. They don't. I I wanted to say them several times for these prospects. They don't pick till thirty eight because the oh. Magic have their first round pick at number eight. That's actually Chicago's pick, which I didn't find out until. I did more research here, but yeah, the Magic actually have the fifth and eighth picks this year, so they have the potential to add a lot of talent. That's the pick from uh, Vukovic, so, um, but yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense, and it's funny you said that because I put the Bulls down like five times. And I'm like, oh wait, that's probably not going to happen, but he would be a nice fit there. Um, NBA comparisons this one was a little tougher for me Mm -hmm. I saw Paul Pierce on one website that one was kind of interesting to me but I'm not crazy about it just wanted to throw it out there the lower end I saw TJ Warren a guy who's shown some ability to score hasn't been consistently healthy Uh, yeah which is funny too because that's one of the things we didn't even mention, but Jalen Johnson has had some injury concerns in his career thus far too. And I don't like, I didn't put it as a weakness because things like that can be fluky. Nothing that's happened thus far to him should be hurting him long-term. So, um, but TJ Warren struggled with that as well, but probably my two favorite are, I like Tobias Harris. Tobias Mm -hmm. Harris has been a very versatile defender, um, he's not the greatest playmaker. So on that end, it's not a great comparison, but I think offensively and defensively in terms of their ability to create offense for themselves and their versatility, I think it's a good comparison. The one that I think is more complete is DeMar DeRozan. Um, I see a lot of DeMar DeRozan in him. DeRozan is very underrated as a playmaker. Uh, he averaged yeah. five assists last season and people don't talk about that enough with DeRozan. I think people talk about his scoring yeah. ability. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, so it's one of those things. I love that comparison. I think that if he became DeMar DeRozan, who's made all-star teams, I think that's a a fair upside. I don't think he's going to be a superstar necessarily, but DeRozan is a playmaker, a good defender, does little things that win you games, which is one of the reasons that the Spurs brought him in and he's been a nice stabilizing presence during this rebuild for him. Um and I, I really like that comparison. I think DeMar DeRozan um, is a really nice upside comparison for him.
1: Yeah, I like the Tobias Harris one. I had that down. Uh similar to Tobias Harris, I think a guy like Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. is another is another is another name. I think Uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, is an excellent defender. Uh, now I think, I don't think we, I don't think we see as much, uh, offensive game. He doesn't have as much offensive game as Jeremy Grant does at this point, but I think he could develop an offensive game. though. I think Jeremy Grant is 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 uh is his ceiling right now i think if he becomes jeremy grant who jeremy grant's turned into uh quite the player with detroit now mm-hmm. that he's been given the opportunity so i think uh jeremy grant uh would be jeremy grant right now i think is his upside
0: Yeah, and I mean, people forget what Jeremy Grant was before the opportunity that he got last season. So he made big strides. So um, Jalen Johnson definitely has the ability to do that as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think overall he's interesting. I'll say that's why I like him more than other players who we say, oh, they're just athletic, versatile defenders. Don't I say that, other
1: players. You, you mean Zaire
0: Williams. I mean Zaire Williams, but uh, Don't I just,
1: I, that's. You know exactly what you're talking
0: about. I, I'll just keep saying Zaire Williams. I think I've said Zaire Williams' name more than Jalen Johnson's in this episode. And we're talking about Jalen Johnson just for the record. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's all we have for this one. Still have plenty more to come over the next few weeks here, so make sure you guys tune in to our next episode of Time Out with Doc and the Caveman.
1: Yep.